The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live Conversations. Future sit-down chats with some of today's most recognizable talents in entertainment. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live Conversations. What I see is in your eyes. You gonna sing it? You gonna sing it, Dorian? I don't know the words. Hey, they're the words. Oh, the words on the screen. Play this just for you, Shaka fan. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, uh, wrong words. <laughs> I can't do without you. <laughs> Y'all, we are jamming here to Shaka Khan because Shaka is one of Dorian Missick's favorite. Classic soul artist. No doubt about that. All right. Okay. Wow. Wow. Surprise, That's easy though. Everybody likes Shaka Khan. Not everybody. Next. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're watching BHL Conversations. Now, from shows like Southland on the small screen to big blockbuster hits like Annie on the big screen, um, this is an actor, a writer, a producer who has cemented himself as one of Hollywood's go-to talents. His movie, Nine Rides, is actually on its way to South by Southwest, and currently he is making audio says laugh and smile on BT's Zoe Ever After. And guys, check this for plot twist. He's actually a pretty popular DJ who has a residency in Los Angeles at a hot spot. So please join me in welcoming quadruple threat yep. Dorian Missick, who is also very <laughs> humble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very humble. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another one of my talents. It, it is. Humility. Humility. Yeah. Um, let's back up for one second. I'm Erica Renee Davis. Again, you're watching BHL Conversations. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Periscope, Instagram at Erica Renee D. Now, Dorian, what's your what are your Twitter and your Instagram handles? Where can they find you? On Twitter, you can find me at DJ Tailwind Turner. Uh, on Twitter and at um, Instagram, just Dorian Missick. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about your upbringing. You are from Georgia or Brooklyn? Like, I, I've seen both. Yeah, no, I'm uh, actually born in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of been everywhere. This is the, the way I like to describe how I grew up is uh, a Jersey baby, ATL raised me, Brooklyn made me a man, Hollywood pays me. Okay. So I kind of got like all of those things kind of combine my experiences. But uh, I went to, I was in high school and like the, the real good formative years in okay. Decatur, Georgia. So that's like, that's like my second home. So when people say, oh, are you from New York? Are you from Georgia? Like, what do you instinctively say? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Because that's who I became. That's when I became who I am. Okay. Yeah. And your family, bah- Bahamian? Yeah. Bahamian. The family in the Bahamas. Have you ever even been to the Bahamas? Of course. I'm there all the time. You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't go? Well, cause some, people, some people, you know, are from different countries, but they've never actually yeah. been. No, 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 no. It's very much a very big part of the fabric of who I am. It's favorite, my Bahamian life. Favorite thing about the Bahamas? Favorite thing about the Bahamas? Uh, my favorite food is conch salad, but, uh, or crack conch, probably. But uh, I think what I like is you go there and... Because the people get to the citizens get to uh, participate in the economic growth, like with the with the tourism and stuff, everybody's nice. Mm. You know, it's not like you go to some other Caribbean islands and there's only a certain amount of people who make money off of um, tourism. So there's like that animosity between the tourists and the people who live there. Yeah. But in the Bahamas, it's like a nice, easy, breezy thing because everybody's like, look, I'm going to be nice to the tourists because they're bringing money to my household as opposed to taking money off of my island. I like that. Yeah. We um, Americans should take notes. 
be a little bit nicer like definitely yeah man you know americans have the worst reputation out of all travelers <sighs> you do know that right i i, I yeah. I've, I've, I've heard and seen when i've traveled yeah, abroad because americans want to come to like uh, go, go to the bahamas and be like where's your sizzler <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yo <laughs> can i go to real life yeah you're like man i don't even like that place they ain't have no yeah they didn't have crustaceans you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about Zoe Ever After. Zoe Ever let's. After, BET, stars Brandy. We all know Brandy. Mm-hmm. Love her. Um, it's about Zoe Moon, who is dueling with her famous boxer ex-husband, yours truly, or mm. you, yeah. <laughs> you truly. Me, personally. You personally, about how their divorce should go as she pursues her passion of launching a cosmetic line. Now, you are a former boxer. Tell mm. me a little bit about how you've been able to, I guess, partly your role as a boxer in the show to your past experiences as a boxer in real life. Um, I mean, only thing that really applies, the only similarity is that we both get in the ring and put on gloves, you know, <laughs> because, uh, you know, Gemini Moon is the middleweight champion of the world, which means he had to be a pro, which I've never fought pro at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that the the level of discipline and ability to get to that to that space, you know, it, it creates a certain persona that I'm able to impart on Gemini, okay, you know, but as as for me and Gemini, the similarities really just end there. We both step foot in the ring, okay. but if I was to fight Gemini Moon, I would get knocked out in like twenty seconds. Wait a second, so Dorian Mystic would lose to fictitious Gemini Moon? No question about that. Oh man, well, I would lose to uh, Mayweather, and I'm supposed to be better than Mayweather on the show. Oh well, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> okay. Everybody loses to Mayweather. Every, you do know that he's undefeated. Say, undefeated, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so take me back to when you auditioned for Zoe Ever After. Put me in the audition. Room. Um. Okay. Yeah. It was not. It was. A, it was a good experience. You know. Um. Because I had to do a screen test for the network and some of the other creatives. And Brandy and I had not met yet. And so we spent like ten minutes talking to each other outside in the lobby before we went in. And you know, I've always been a fan of Brandy. But one of the things is when I saw her that particular day, she had the all natural look. You know, she looked real bohemian because that's how she looks off screen mm-hmm. so she had the afro going and she was looking right man and i noticed she had a foot tattoo which is kind of like my thing oh know. so i was like oh fetish. god that's not a fetish it's just i just like those <laughs> details and so that was like an immediate connection okay you know? i think i've said too much already that's okay this is people, people want to know <laughs> yeah Wait. so then we took that magic and put it in the room okay so did mm-hmm. you i well i know i read somewhere that you knew at that moment when you went for your screen test that that role was yours uh, I don't know about that. I know that. Yeah, you know what? I know that. I, I felt like we connected mm-hmm. where that that would have been the right choice. But you know, there's also so much politics. So I, as far True. as me walking out of there saying, "Yeah, boom, it's mine," I might have overstepped myself if I if I said that some way. I think I might have misquoted. But uh, it it definitely felt like this was magic. It felt good. Yeah, and it's like if y'all want to make magic on screen, you will probably want to put us together. Hire me. And Hire they did. Me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a good look. Tell me the most fun experience that you've had so far as Gemini Moon on Zoe Ever After. Mm. Wow. There's so many different things. I don't, You know what I like? I love the fact that everybody on set called me champ. Why do they call you champ? Because uh, Gemini is, is the champ. Oh, so they call you champ even off Literally, air? Literally, yep. And then when I walked on set, they, it was like mandatory. Everybody goes, the champ is here. Oh, boy. And, and I used to, used to hype me up when I walk on set. <laughs> The champ is here. Yeah, it was a great feeling. So after they hear this interview and find out that you can't really box anymore, they're going to be like... Well, I can still box. No, I didn't say that. I'm still nice with my hands. No, no, no. Professional boxers are extra nice with their hands. I'm just street nice with my hands. Okay. So, like, basically, let's let's not get nobody confused thinking they're going to run up on me and it's going to be okay. 
Yeah, I am still very good with my hands. I stand <laughs> Let's corrected. Let's just make that clear right now. Stand corrected. So if anybody get any bright ideas, you know, erase that out of your mind right now. He's an yeah, actor, yeah. but he will knock you out. Right, yeah. In other words. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, you say that you were attracted to your role as Gemini Moon as a boxer um, or just the, the project in general because it's a comedy. Right. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how funny are you? I mean, yeah. oh, that's a tough thing to say. I'll say probably like 20. Oh really? Yeah, I'm hilarious. So what's what's your best joke? What's my best joke? Right now. Right now, what is my best you're joke? You're so funny. Let's hear the best joke. See now when you put me on the spot like that, is <laughs> I could still be funny though, but I'm, I'm not. That that's the that's the joke, is I'm not even gonna give you no comedy. I'm just gonna look at you. Okay. That's funny. But <laughs> <laughs> see my comedy, it take you a while to get it. In like about ten days you're gonna get that. Will, will I get that? Yeah, and you ain't gonna never forget it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'll give you, I'll give you an eleven. Got got a, got a ways before you get a twenty. I'll give you an eleven. Better than ten. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you told me the most fun thing. You, they call you champ. What's the most challenging thing about being on Zoe Ever After? Arguing with Brandy. Like in real life, arguing? No, arguing with her on the show. Oh, Zoe and um, Gemini and arguing. It's my least favorite part of the. Why argument. is that? Uh just because we. You know, see, Brandy's a very emotional actress. That's what makes her an incredible singer. And so, you know, I could see it taking a toll. Like when we were arguing, I was like, man, I look at her and I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't like those days. So after you have scenes where you have to argue, like, do you give her a hug? Yeah, I just want to can... hug her up and all that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, you know, we just acting, right? <laughs> <laughs> or are you really mad you so at me? Much. Yeah, sometimes I'll be like, you, you cool? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, that was definitely my least favorite, by far. Now, BT, Zoe Ever After, you've also appeared in BT's Being Mary Jane. Right. Stacey Dash recently has been in the news for mm-hmm. making disparaging comments about um, BT and Who? how. Ex- perfect. Well, I guess we could probably just move on. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that. But I have to ask you anyway. Who's this person? <laughs> Who's okay, this person? Yeah. Okay, so Black History Month, obviously, hello, February. Right. Um, Stacey Dash not only made disparaging comments about BET and other networks like BET that are dedicated to ethnic actors and ethnic entertainers, she also said that Black History Month needs to be done away with blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. As an actor yourself who appears on a BET show and who has appeared in past BET shows, what's your perspective? Other than who was Stacey Dash? Nah, yeah, that was a joke. I know who Stacey no, no. Dash is. She's a gorgeous actress, uh, or one-time actress. Yeah, so. has been. Yeah, has beautiful. Been. I'm not going to go that far as much as she has, but she just runs her mouth a lot. Yeah. But I think that um, one of the definite biggest appeals to BET, just in general, is it's a network dedicated to black entertainment. And so, as an actor, you just want to go where the stories focus on your characters. And oftentimes in networks, they'll have, like, if we had a Zoe Ever After, if we had the family of the moons on, like, maybe a network show that isn't blackish, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a show like that, we would have to be coupled with maybe a white family or an Asian family. It wouldn't be about us. Yeah. And when you have black entertainment, you go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. Mm. And so BET, we're celebrated. I think Miss Dash is very used to being tolerated and she's getting that confused with being celebrated. And that happens a lot when you live in the big house and you're sipping the lemonade. A lot of times you confuse being tolerated with being celebrated. And that's okay. I understand that. I, you know, that's, that's, that's her take on the world. But my take on the world is, is a much, much more global and I like to be appreciated a little bit more than she does. Mm. And, um, I mean, cause I understand she has a lot of issues. There's a lot of, she butts heads a lot of times with women issues and mm. things like that. She just doesn't strike me as a very well read individual. That's all. Very yeah. nice. Okay. Okay. 
Sweet. You know, Remember but she's gorgeous though. She's beautiful. It's so hard to be mad at somebody that pretty. Is that is that like like is that kind of like sexist? I mean, me? it's, it's kind of sexist and, and, and slightly vain. But I'm right there with you. We're it's right hard, here. Hard. Like, look at you. I can't be mad at you for too long. No, uh, yeah, you, you probably could. Be. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I you can make you can somebody mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a knack for pissing folks off. <laughs> so let's go from Stacy Dash reading or not reading to you writing nine rides. Mm. Your nine rides um, movie mm. a feature short feet or. What a feature film. Fe- feature film, yeah. um, of which you are an executive producer. Right. Um, Nine Rights is going to South by Southwest. Congratulations. Right round, uh, round of applause. Thank you. Standing Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, very exciting. You actually worked with a couple of my buddies, Thomas Jones and Omar Dorsey, on this project. It was written mm-hmm. by Matthew Cherry. Right. I know. I have some inside scoop on Nine Rides. Do you? I, I do. Tell me what you know. Well, I just know that y'all were shooting all times of night, drive, driving around Los Angeles. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Good God. But tell everyone out there who doesn't know anything about Nine Rides, about the synopsis and what we can expect from the movie. Okay. Well, Nine Rides is like, it's a film about an Uber driver, played by myself, uh, on New Year's Eve. And the different, the nine different passages and, the, and how that affects his life. And based on, he's got like, he gets like, some of the biggest news or the biggest news of his life early on in the film. And then it's like how he has to deal with that in terms of, and also dealing with all the people who come in and out of his car. The biggest news is what of his life? Um, you'll be getting to watch the movie and see that. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, gotta, you gotta see that. He's not, he's not telling you. Want me to give away the movie? Okay. Yeah. okay. I just finished it. Okay. Can I get people to go see it? You can, okay. Can we get on Netflix okay. before I start giving away storylines? Okay. <laughs> no, my, I, I had to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, so that, so it deals with that. Okay. You know, it's, and it's a, it's a really fun piece. Uh, a little, it gets a little dark at times. I was gonna say, I, I've heard it's pretty dark, and you, you described mm-hmm. it as fun. Was it fun working on it, or was it, are there parts of the movie that people, the audiences, will find fun? Both. Okay. I had a great time working on it. You know, that was one of the, one of the benefits of being an EP is that you have a lot of say in casting. And so I was able to surround myself with people who I really admired. You know, actors that I love working with, like my, one of my best friends, Omar Dorsey. Who plays? Uh, he has a great role in that film, but you got to work with all all the people I wanted to work with. You know, Nadine Ellis. Um, it was great. We had a great time. How'd you come up with the concept? I didn't come up with the concept. Okay. Uh, Matthew Cherry came up with the concept, and um, and he he's a director who I've worked with on music videos and wanted to work with him on a film project, but it just had to make sense. And so this one, he came to me and told me about it, and he offered me another part actually. And I read it, and I was like, um, "But who's playing the the, the, the driver?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know if you had the time to do that." I was like, "Yeah, that's that's the part for me. Like, that's the one we need to do." And so then when that happened, things went into like overdrive. Like we were shooting in like a week after that, or two weeks after that. Now it's funny that you say um, he asked you if you had the time to do it because mm-hmm. if you go to your IMDb list, literally your your resume is just. It, it, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I got and I, bills. You got well you have bills <laughs> and we all have bills. I got bills too. You want to help me out with some of them? Um, it's such a stacked resume and uh, if I saw that and I heard Matthew say, "Oh, do you even have time?" I would totally understand that mm-hmm. just from your resume it looks like you are the hardest working man in the industry. How have you sustained your success for so many years? Uh God. That's God. it. That's the only thing I could tell you. You know, um I mean there's a lot of things that I do. Yeah, like showing up prepared and, um, you know, giving my best performances. But in the end, that's what it comes down to. You know, the path has already been laid. I just I just step out boldly on it. You know, that's really it. You know, just having the audacity to, to believe that these things can happen. That's that's really been, in, been it. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I wish there was some kind of magical jewel because it's not because I know the right people. Well, God kind of is like magic. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, right. Well, Seriously, that's he's the ma- yeah. ultimate magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I knew the right people. I mean, I do know a lot of the right people, um, but that's over relationships that I've developed from working with people. And, you know, when you show up and you do a good job and your work, um, people people want to work with you when your work speaks for itself. Very first role when you began your journey into acting, the entertainment industry. Um, first time I actually spoke on screen was in a TV show called In the Heat of the Night. Oh. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I was 13 years old and I was playing, oh. and my character's name was Young Fisherman. I didn't even have a name. <laughs> and I had a line, and it was, the line was, Big Truck did it, went that way. TV was very different back then, people. Can you imagine? I would not let my son be on a show where he had to say, Big Truck did it, went that way. But my mom was very excited that I was on TV, as was I. We had a party. So people could watch me say that line. At that time, you were living in Georgia still. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's, I mean, in that was the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Early 90s. So yeah. that was a big deal for someone, you know, growing up in Atlanta in that time where the in- the industry hadn't really gone that way yet. So I understand right. having a party. Yeah, that one was kind of major. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you should be proud of that. You should be very oh, proud I am. of that. Okay. All right. That's the one thing we already established. One of my talents oh. is humility. Or lack thereof. Exactly. <laughs> I got a little Kanye West in me. You do. No. <laughs> His new album comes out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to we'll it. We'll talk about that in a second because yeah. we're going to talk about your music, your okay. DJing career. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your 13 or your 20-year-old self about your acting career? What advice would you give yourself, yesteryear Dorian? Uh, 13 years old, I would say you're on the right path. Man. Okay. I was so ambitious at 13. Like, 21 years old. 21 years old, I'd be like, man, leave them girls alone. <laughs> For real. My God. <laughs> My God, I was, uh, my God, yeah, that's the main thing, because it's just like, man, you come to Hollywood, and it's just like, oh, these, damn, I used to see her on TV, ooh, she's acting nice to me, and then you just lose it, at 21, if, I, if somebody just said, man, pump the brakes, just a little bit, I think I would have been, you know, I, I would have less, I would have less regrets. <laughs> you got, okay, so what, what are these regrets that you No, have? I mean, like, you know, like, social regrets, not like, uh, career regrets. Like, so, social regrets, meaning you go to a party and it's awkward because you see an ex or what? A lot of, lot of bones in that closet, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can share something with us right now. If I you will like. not share that. <laughs> nah, I'll just leave it right there. I think you can do the math. <laughs> um, talk really quickly about Regina King, Southland. You work with her. We love yes. Regina King on everything that she does. Currently, American Jeez, Crime. Oh How, what was that like? Regina King is one of my best buddies. Like, I love Reggie. I do. I really do. And I was really excited about being working with her because, you know, we all grew up watching her work. Mm-hmm. And she reminded reminds me so much of one of my really close friends in high school. Like, I thought they were, like, the same person almost. And so when I met Regina and we con- we connected, it wasn't immediate. Like, we were cool, but we once we forged a friendship, it's, like, forever lasting. We had the same birthday. Her son's birthday is the same day, birth- same date as my wife's birthday. Mm. So, I mean, like, we are, that's, like, our people. We hang out. That I love Regina. Like, she's, and she and my wife have a friendship. Like, that's, she's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we became tight working in that space because we had a, we had a unique opportunity on Southland. Mm-hmm. And I think it happened when we both realized it was like, what happens when you have two black and two black people in a car and nobody around? How do we really talk to mm-hmm. each other? Mm-hmm. And what they did on Southland is they allowed us to do that. You know, the first couple of episodes, they kept, you know, asking me to pull back a little bit on like the way in which we expressed ourselves to each other. But once they realized we had that magic, they let it go. You and this magic with your on-screen um, 
Yeah, that's, that's all it takes. Because <laughs> I'm really not that good. I need magic. <laughs> <laughs> magic and God. Yeah, that's the only way magic I'm still here, y'all. So. <laughs> um, HBO's Black Card. You say that uh-huh. you're very proud of this project. I've you know, yeah. seen your, your Instagram, your Twitter. You have talked about it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I want everyone out there to understand why it's so important to you. Well, Black Card uh, represents the uh, me reuniting with uh, my longtime uh, creative partner, Pete Chapman. Who we did a film called Premium, which was uh, pretty much my breakout film. And it starred myself, uh, Zoe Saldana, Hill Harper, Frankie Faison, Tanya Pink. It's like, it was an awesome guy. Oh, Eva, Eva Pickford. That was Eva's first movie, I believe. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's something we were proud of because Pete and I have been working together. I think every film Pete's ever done, I've been in or been the star of actually from talking about going back to like student films. Oh, wow. So he and I are like that. That's like, you know, Scorsese and DiCaprio. Like that's nice. our partnership. And so, you know, life went on and years have gone and we've been friends forever. And we were like, wait a minute, man, it's been almost X amount of years. We haven't worked. We haven't done a project together again. And so Black Card was our opportunity to get back in it and do it. And then I worked opposite my wife, Mm. which was cool. You know, had you guys ever worked together before on screen? No. Okay. Uh, No, I directed her in a play and that was it. That was the only time we worked together. But that's kind of our our two step. Like she's an actress, obviously. So we work with each other on auditions and things like that. So we're brutal Mm -hmm. on each other. So that was why I think the performances, I felt pretty good about those performances because we both pushed each other. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like a family affair. And so then for HBO to pick it up and buy it is awesome. And then, Pete and I are working on another film called What About Us that uh, we're probably going to go into production this summer on. And it's just like it just like it rekindled our our our, um, our relationship and that fire yeah. that we had from years ago. So it was great. You okay. know, and I just I just love this, the subject matter. Tell us about the subject matter just really quickly. It's about black cards. Like imagine like imagine if there was like an agency that debate that determined gave you a card and and it can be revoked based on how black they feel your behavior is and mm-hmm. your lifestyle is and then so it, it raises questions about well what is black what is that what who defines that who decides what's black enough and what's not black enough and so that it, it, it raises that conversation who do you think in society decides who's black enough who's not black enough who do i think decides it yeah. white people but i think that um quite honestly white um hollywood decides it not white hollywood but the white media decides it i 100 percent believe that but what is we don't I don't think oftentimes know as a people is that we have the power to determine, you know, our our, our own identities, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we're seeing that much, much more now. So I, I say that as a broad stroke that mm-hmm. I say that um, that white highly that white um, media does. That's a broad stroke. But I say that because they determine like what images get fed to the majority of the world. But we as black people as a black society and the community, we determine what defines us and what it is is we're, we're multifaceted people and now that we have more people doing independent films you have the Ava DuVernay's of the world mm-hmm. you have you know the, the the Ryan Coogler's of the world these people are putting our lives on the big screen in different ways than what has been dictated in the past True. and so you know I think the definition of it is a, is a sliding definition you okay. know we're just human beings we are just human beings. Mm-hmm. I, I like what you said. From the African diaspora. But you, yes, all of us are. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of us. <laughs> just um, ask Meryl Streep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Remember she said that just recently. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Bless it, her heart. I know she meant well. It, yeah, she, yeah. she did. Yeah. And I, I do want to ask you one more thing about Black Card before we move on. Um, you say that the media or Hollywood, one and the same, decides how how black you're perceived or how your blackness is perceived. Mm-hmm. Do you think that sometimes blackness is also perceived or dictated by the complexion of your blackness? 
Um, I think that that nuance is in the black community okay. only. Okay. Uh, I think that maybe the mainstream media has an, an, a sense of that because, mm-hmm. yeah, they do tend to take cast the dark skinned guy as the bad guy and the light skinned guy. But Tyler Perry does that as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it, it they learned it from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. And so there's the thing is that it's something you learn from is, is the slave learning from the slave master, the slave master imitating what the slaves did. It's kind of a little bit weird now okay. when you look at that concept. But yeah, we do get pissed when we see that on television. We're like, of course, they don't let the beautiful dark skinned girl get the guy. She, you got to be the one who get abused. <laughs> And then the light skin ain't come over. You strong. While the light skin girl, like, we'll kick everybody over to get to her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, Tyler Perry does that quite often in his movies. So we can be upset with mainstream media, but he'll do it quick, fast, in a hurry. Okay. You know, throw some braids on Shamar Moore and all of a sudden he's a thug. Oh, this is true. You know, and that's like, that's got everybody all messed up. Shamar Moore's not a thug. I like the guy. You know, he's a very nice dude. So why would you, why would you put, share that image and then now when people see a dude as plain and normal as Shamar Moore, they think they're running into a thug. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I take it you and Tyler Perry aren't friends. No, no, it's not that. Okay. Uh, it's not that. Okay. I don't I mean, I don't, no, it's not, it's not that. Uh, you know, he has his medium. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not, I just want him to be more responsible, but I want all of us to be more True. responsible. Hey, listen, I'm so right there with you. It's just that it just came up. His name came up, but yeah. all of us should be more responsible. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about your DJing career. Mm-hmm. Now you chose, you choose or you chose, you go by the moniker Tailwind Turner. Tailwind Turner. Is that a family name? What's the history behind no. why you chose Tailwind it's, Turner? Well, Tailwind Turner is a, ca- a character on the Cosby show. Oh, okay. Uh, but like an ancillary calorie character. Okay. He was, uh, a guy who ran track with Cliff Huxable and he was like his nemesis okay yeah and um they were they were gonna get together and have a race but by this point they're both old (laughs) and so at that time when that episode was like brand new I was playing baseball as a kid and I'm a terrible baseball player horrendous horrendous but I could run fast okay so if I ever hit the ball which was very rare if I did hit the ball, I could get around those bases quickly. <laughs> so then my team nicknamed me Tailwind Turner because they were like, you're fast. And so I just kind of kept, I just held on to it when I was looking for a DJ name. I like it. I, that's, <laughs> that's actually your Twitter handle. So yeah. we know you in the Twitterverse as Tailwind. And this is why. Yeah. This is why. Yeah, is Tailwind why. Turner and Dorian Missick are one and the same. One and the sort same. Of. Let's do some trivia, some music trivia. Oh, okay. Favorite Shaka Khan song? I Know You, I Love You. Sing it. I, but is this? Uh, uh, I know you. I love you. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. At night. Yeah. Okay. People know. Okay. Y'all know what I'm singing. Yeah. I could, I couldn't quite catch the tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not it one. Of, it's not. It's an album cut. You okay. know. Okay. <laughs> Prince or Michael? Ooh. You go, listen, Prince or Michael? The, you, okay. What's my agenda? Because Michael Jackson's great for partying. Prince is great for one-on-one partying. Just, uh, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, listen. <laughs> so what am I trying to accomplish? Do I want to get the party people moving? Or do I want this party to get moving? If you only had to hear Prince or Michael for the rest of your life. Oh, uh, I'd have to go with Michael. Jeez. I know. But wait, you know what? That's a tough one. See? No, 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 no. Prince, Prince, Prince. Okay. Because you're talking about for the rest of your life. You can, he has you, way more music. Okay. So at least I'd have more variety for the rest of my life. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. Otis Redding or Sam Cooke? That's not fair. Just answer the question. That's dirty. Answer the question. That's dirty. <laughs> oh, that's dirty. Today I'm going to say Sam Cook, but tomorrow I'll probably say Otis Redding. Tomorrow won't count. Today's <laughs> answer is the only answer that counts. Oh, and I, I, I'm reluctant. I love them both. Okay. That was cold blooded. You shouldn't make ever make a black man choose. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cameo or Morris Day? <sighs> Morris Day. Okay. I will lie, man. Morris Day was the coolest person on the planet to me when I was a kid. I wanted to be Morris Day. I tried to start a band to look like, to be like the time. Did you? Yeah. What's the name of the band? We didn't have a name because we couldn't get together to rehearse enough. You oh, know? okay. But we were going to be the time. So it's called CP time because you couldn't get together. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what <it's> <laughs> I was going to start telling people the next interview, I was going to say that. The name of my band was CP time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, Aretha or Gladys? One or the other. Man, this is... Why? You're a music guy. I know, but that's why it's so tough to choose between those two. Because here's the thing. Most people would probably say Aretha Franklin, I think, just she would get the popular vote. But I saw Gladys Knight sing live, like, maybe, like, two years, three years ago. And she sounds better than her records. Mm. Still. So there's something to be said about that. Okay. Uh, Not that Aretha doesn't sound better than her records, you know. But, I mean, Gladys Knight has such a pure... My God, her voice is so incredible. But Aretha, I think the stuff that she's recorded, I feel it more. So maybe I have to go with Aretha. Okay. Wow, that was tough. Last one. Don't James, make it hurt. James Don't make Brown it hurt. or James? I'm just kidding. I, uh, I, I was, I was James gonna, Brown or somebody? Or, no, exactly. James Brown. Just, James Brown or James Brown? That's what I. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. I was like, <laughs> let's not let's not be silly now. But, but let's let, <laughs> let's acknowledge though. Whenever I see pictures of James Brown, I always think he looks like somebody's grandmother. <laughs> I'm just going to let that float. <laughs> we are aware that the man is dead. Right? But listen, he looks like somebody's grandmother. It's okay. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. My grandma is beautiful. My she don't look like too, no James Brown. My grandmother looked like, sorry, mom. My grandma looked like, you know, Leontine Price or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she looked, she, looked, she looked like the good good godmother on the whiz. She don't look like no James Brown. You know, I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry your grandmother looked I, like I, James Brown. I am sorry for that. See, I'm sure she makes some good chicken, but man, <laughs> I, I, didn't say, I didn't say that. James like Brown. somebody, you said somebody's grandmama. Somebody's grandma. Tell you, tell me, my grandma like James Brown. We fighting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're gonna fast forward mm. to, to current music. James what? Brown. Wow. <laughs> Oh what grandma. what is the most ratchet song on your playlist right now? The most ratchet. The one? most ratchet. Ooh man, I just downloaded soap super ratchet and I was loving it. Man, 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 I like ratchet joints, especially to work out with. Yes. So those you want to get on all of those. True. Man, I don't know. The one I've been playing a lot. I don't know if it's the, it's not really that most ratchet, but that one. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Oh, I like um, that record. Is the future? Wait, not um, who is that? It's not. It's not Ferg, is it? No. Yeah. I'm an old dude, so some of these young cats' names, I kind of get messed up. But I play their records. Okay. I do play them, but I don't memorize the names anymore. Because everybody right now is either ASAP or OG or OT. Like The ASAP crew was real, though. I love them. Me too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that crew. So I'm not going to lump them in the everybody else category, but uh, I don't know who makes that record. Okay. Okay. Um, One more quick question about music. Did Uh you watch the whole Yeezus 3 unfold yesterday? Um, on Twitter, basically Kanye had this huge event at Mad- well uh, Madison or Barclays, a huge event in New York mm. where it was a fashion show. He released his new clothing line and he teased the new release of his latest album, uh-huh. um, which he did not release yet. I think as as a matter of fact, he might be releasing it as we're speaking. Oh. Thoughts on Kanye? I love that dude. Okay. Yeah, I mean, have you worked with him before? 
No. Mm. No, 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 I have not. Uh, my cousin worked with him, but that's why I was like, have I? Because I've been in the studio with him, but just watching. No, 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 no. I, I, I like, I like what he represents to a certain degree. I mean, you know, he throws temper tangents and all that, but man, I, that's part of the appeal, mm-hmm. I feel. You know, he feels like he's an expert on certain things that maybe he's not, but we all do. Yeah. I like Kanye. I do. I like the fact that he's free enough to express himself in that way. I don't always agree with him. Matter of fact, there's a, mostly I don't agree with him, but I love his music. I think he's creative. I love the fact that he's all about pushing the envelope and it brings us back to that concept, that conversation about what is black. Mm. He always pushes it and you can't look at Kanye West and say, well, that's typical black. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But you can because he is typical black. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying in a lot of ways. So, uh, in what uh, ways is Kanye typical black? It's the simple fact that he's melanated and he's from Chicago. You can't True. get too much blacker than that. Okay. You know, like you from Chicago, Southside. Yeah. You're black. You're a Negro. You are a Negro. Yeah, yeah, all the way. And um, <laughs> and it's dope. You know, our president. He's not. Is he not from the Southside though? Who's um, Barack, President he Obama? From the South Side. I, I'm not sure where he did his nah. his work, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, either way, yeah, he got that Diddy bop. He was there long enough. Yes, this is know? true. So you know, in in a lot of ways, but at the same time, he he pushes the envelope. Kanye pushes the envelope on what our concept of who we are, who what we identify ourselves are. From I think fashion to music, across the bread, yeah. everywhere. I love the dude's brain. Okay. Yeah. Um, you went to a President Obama fundraiser. Yeah, I did. Do you support? Hillary or Bernie? Uh, it's a tough one. You know what? I'm a, I'm a Bernie fan right now. Okay. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I, I'm not the world's biggest Clinton administration cheerleader. I mean, I know a lot of black people don't like to hear me say that, but, mm-hmm. you know, just because you play the saxophone on Arsenio don't mean you was good <laughs> to my community. And so when I see his wife, I just think more of the same. Okay. And I got a lot of homies who's under that three strike situation and that came. Ooh, under her husband okay. yeah so I ain't really you know okay. I ain't looking forward to no part two of that so Dorian Missick is feeling the burn yeah feel but you burn. know I feel like but honestly it's funny though I feel like uh, Hillary is more presidential than Bernie <laughs> all day Bernie just seemed like you like you you know like that cool chemistry professor <laughs> you know <laughs> he doesn't seem like a president like I, I'd, I'd love to see him in like an, an international you know in a meeting with like other you know see, uh, dignitaries I don't know I don't know if I want to see him I don't know in if that, he can handle that yeah. you know but I do like that aspect about Hillary she's very presidential but it kind of stops there for me that's it kind of yeah. does okay yeah. okay. Well, um, we're going to do one more quick trivia and then we're going to let you do your final plugs and we got to let you go oh, Dorian Daniel's here that was like a long time it's right know, my mouth yeah it's okay this is good okay so I'm going to say a word and you're going to tell me the very first thing that comes to your mind okay here we go you ready yes you're ready iPhone broke your iPhone broke no I just always break them oh that's so uh, expensive thank god it's not broken right now that's but, an expensive habit any minute now it might break okay jerk chicken love it black excellence that's not something you say is it? Yeah, that, that was kind of bad. Let's, let's do that one again. Jerk chicken. Good. No, that's, that's <laughs> just as bad. <laughs> no, all... really, I think jerk, jerk chicken, you eat too much to give you the dukes. Okay. But I was like, I don't know if I should say you that. You can say that. Yeah, yeah. It could be a word or a, a small yeah, phrase. The dukes. Okay, the dukes. Okay. <laughs> Black excellence. The mystics. Uh, nice. Um, Muhammad Ali. The greatest. Oh, I'm <laughs> failing at this. I want to be like cool and Kanye with it. Yeah, you're not being very Kanye, but you got some more. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Southland. Best show on television. Psych. I'm, no, I don't mean psych. It was awesome. It was great. It was, it, you know what? It was monumental. That's the word that I would use. Okay. Um, Omar Dorsey. Homie. Homie. Brother. Okay. Barclays. Cool place to be. Have you been before? You sound yeah, yeah, unsure. Yeah, yeah, It's funny because I'm about to go see Nas there on, on Valentine's Day. So it just made me think like Nas took a lot out of my pocket. Oh. But I did it for love, baby. Jay-Z. The greatest. 
But didn't we just say Muhammad Ali was the greatest? He's the greatest boxer. But see, you got you got to switch it up now. Okay, um, Jay Z, the best. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> Polenta, good. <laughs> Last one, Richard Richard I know, Pryor. I suck at this. You right? do. You suck. <laughs> Richard Pryor, the goat. Okay. Yeah, Richie Pryor is, is absolutely the biggest influence on everything I do musically and, I mean, art- artistically. Okay. Right across the board. Um, we want to know, final plugs, upcoming projects, what, besides, we have Night Rise, of course, mm-hmm. Zoe Ever After, what nights on BET, Zoe Ever After? Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock. Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock. And this Tuesday will be our one hour uh, finale, season finale. Okay. Yeah. Do we know about next season yet? Not yet. Okay. But uh, I got a good feeling. Very nice. Mm. So Zoe, Tuesday finale, Tuesday night, 10 o'clock, nine rights, on its way to South by Southwest, HBO Black Card on HBO all of February, correct? Correct. Um, what other projects are you working on that you have in motion that you want everyone out there to know about? I got a film coming out uh, starring myself and Bill Cobbs called As Evil Does, mm-hmm. which I also uh, produced. Um, so that's a good piece. I think uh, it's, a, it's a thriller that people really like. Okay. So yeah, okay. that's, that's that's going on. And leave us, um, Dorian, with your final word of wisdom for this great Friday afternoon. Mm, okay, final word of wisdom is I, I know I've just been on this thing right now. Just don't give up. Don't give you up. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, God's got a path for you. Don't 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 let it. Don't let the world stray you from that. Nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, guys, that has been our conversation with... Very deep conversation. Right. Writer, (laughs) actor, producer, comedian, DJ, Dorian Missick. I'm Erica Renee Davis. You can find me on Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram at Erica Renee D. Dorian, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram at Dorian Missick and on... What's the other one? Twitter. Twitter at Tailwind Turner. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do not. But okay. you Google my name. There's a lot of things in there. Some embarrassing, some cool. <laughs> I think I'll do it as soon as I leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching BHL's Conversations. Until next time, thanks. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owner's opinion.